A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Hello to all our listeners out there. We are up to episode 35 of the NSR podcast. 35. The podcast where you will learn the ins and outs of college recruitment. Uh, the show where we give you the latest tips and tricks uh, on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities. The hosts with the, the most. The hosts, Matt Wade. I'm not even going to say you're back again because you're always back. But um, I'm here, baby. Sharing your knowledge with the world. What are some of the topics that we have covered in the past few months? Oh, just for anyone catching up out there. That's the thing. We've covered so many great topics. Um, episode 7, we talked about building resilience and character. Uh, that's a great one for all uh, all you student-athletes out there. It's called One Trait That Needs to Be Instilled Early. That's the title of that podcast. Okay. But yeah. all about re- resilience all about and character. Resilience, yeah. uh, we had episode 12, which was cutting costs and making college affordable. Which is important. Which is a really important episode. Really important. That, I think that one might have the most views out of all of them, actually. I think that's what everyone uh, wants to yeah, hear. Everyone wants to know how to cut costs. So, Look, episode 13 was great. Yep. We talked about the NCAA Division One. We certainly did. Um, episode 27 was, really was cool. also great. Yep. Um, that was all about U.S. college misconceptions. misconceptions. Yep. And, and we knocked those out of the park, didn't we? We did. We, did. Home we certainly did knock those out of the park. <laughs> Look, my favorite episode, well, especially in, the most, in, in, our, in our recent era, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and for everybody out there listening that was with us, episode 25, I can't remember exactly what the topic was about. So 10 episodes ago. But it, it, was, it was the second episode after we started filming. Yeah. And I made a promise to all of you uh, and myself that it was unacceptable the way that I looked and that I was going to lose weight and I was going to, to work out. Uh, and, and look, we're now at episode 35. And how's that gone? 10 weeks. 10 weeks. And I'm down 20 kilos. I lost Mama. 20 kilos. That's two key, kilos a week. And, and it's possible. There you go. It's possible. I'm living proof that it's possible. I got my neck back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. I've got more energy. Yeah. I, can, I can run again. There you go. And, you and can... I'm back to being like halfway to, you know, to an athlete. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's where you want to be. That's where I want to be. Exactly. So if you haven't seen those episodes in the past uh, or you've missed a few here and there, go back and, and have a listen because they're, they're really cool. Also, I'd like to apologize for my voice. If anyone's picked up on that, I'm a bit crook at the moment, but... The podcast. And I get to sit next to you and and share germs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, look, don't forget to subscribe to uh, the podcast on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe on any other podcast apps. Give some star ratings. Give a star rating on iTunes. Go to the Google Play Store or the, I always forget, the Apple Store. That's the one. The Apple Store. We're trying to get to Spotify still. Still trying to get on Spotify. Look, it's it's like aiming high and, and, and hoping for the best. Exactly. And only you can get us there. So keep... Keep liking us. Keep sharing us. Yeah. Keep rating us. Please. Because we rate all you. Exactly. We think you're all great. 11 out of 10s, everyone. 11, 12. Maybe even more. Yeah, higher. (laughs) Great stuff. Now, this week's episode is all about locking in that scholarship opportunity. Uh, It's going to be a really cool episode, so so make sure we listen in. I will try and make it as quick as possible, but it's going to be action-packed, jam-packed with information. Um, all sorts of knowledge all sorts of all sorts of knowledge being dropped but uh, stay tuned quick music break and then we're going to get straight into it
Okay, Matt, locking in a scholarship offer. It is one of the later stages in the whole sort of college recruitment process. It's not the last stage, but it's one of the later stages. Um, but for this episode, we're going to assume that you understand your financial capabilities uh, and you've sort of determined a bit of a budget. Uh, you understand academically the, the schools and divisions and institutions you can, you can get into. Um, you understand your athletic capabilities and, and where you, you may fit in athletically. Um, we're going to assume that you have a website and a pro- or a profile built and you've been distributing that out to, to coaches. And we're also going to assume that you have a bit of a list built um, in, in terms of coaches and schools that are actually interested in you. So we're going to assume all those things so we can then... Right, so basically to explain that, yeah. right? Like if we're talking to both... NSR athletes as well as students who are not on the NSR program. Yeah. If you're not on the NSR program, these are all the things that you would have to do to get to the point of having schools or a group of coaches yeah. interested in you, the prospect. If you are an NSR athlete, this is what we've spoken w- to you, spoken about, to you yeah. about, been working with you to, to do. You, you could be one of those 2018s that's leaving this year that's dealing with coaches yeah. or 2019s where we're looking to finalize things later this year Um, but again this is sort of the later stage once you've gotten interest and let's say that you're you're you know you're tossing it up between a couple different institutions um, how do you how do you lock it in how do you make it official what do you do exactly that's that's exactly right yeah (laughs) yeah so where we'll start we'll start with the academic side of things first so we'll start with academic scholarship and, and locking in academic scholarship because it's a little bit easier to determine than say an athletic scholarship um so in order to receive an academic scholarship matt uh, what do you need to do um in order to have one locked in and i guess start off as basic as possible yeah well the 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 answer that we're going to get to yeah is is you have to have have applied and have been accepted to a school Mm -hmm. all right plain and simple like you, you you would have to complete the application process to solidify academic scholarship now what do they look for when it comes to awarding academic scholarship well they're going to look at a variety of things um they're going to look at your your cumulative grade point average so the average of all of your grades from years 9 through 12 12, um and and they're going to come up with uh, essentially a number out on a four point scale so Mm a 4.0 is just a straight a student you absolutely killed it Uh, a 2.0 is a c student and a 3.0 is a B student. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like you, you, schools here will work on maybe a seven-point scale or a ten-point scale. I've seen <laughs> the Australian GPA is a little bit different. Yeah, anyways. definitely. It's it's not necessarily the same. It, it could be scaled down from whatever scale that you're on here in Australia or New Zealand yeah. to a four-point scale that the US <laughs> uses based on grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, uh, your, your GPA is going to be a big determining factor when it comes to academic scholarship. Yep. Um, and also your standardized test scores, so the, either the SAT or the ACT. Yep. It'll be a combination of both uh, your, your GPA as well as your SAT or ACT that will be used to assess uh, if, if there's academic scholarship that, that you can receive. Um, some schools offer it, some schools don't. Mm. Uh, but the schools that do offer it, that's what they're assessing. Um, <coughs> they're also going to look at any potential essays that they had you write. Um, or, or forms that needed to be completed to, to receive additional institutional scholarship. Yeah. Um, so academic scholarship can come in a couple different forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be based on your grade point average, and that's your, your admission 
based scholarship yeah. based on having good grades and a good uh, SAT or ACT score. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also academic scholarship that can come as a result of a, a scholarship application through an essay or yeah. or, or through you know a, an actual application form that yeah. you've input for additional academic funding. Exactly. Um, now. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go. Okay. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up quickly first as well um, is, I guess, when, when looking at institutions, the harder an institution is to, to actually be accepted into uh, from an academic standpoint, the harder it is to receive academic scholarship. So, for example, uh, and we use this one all the time just because it's, I guess, at the, the top, but Harvard, um, you know, you need perfect SAT score almost, straight A's from year nine through grade 12. So it's... It's almost impossible to get into from uh, from the get go, but yeah. then in order to receive any scholarship, it's obviously going to be be more difficult. Now, I'll just use that as an example because there is no scholarship available. At, um, no, like like if you if, if you're trying to apply to the most academic institutions in the world, then your your like, reward, your, your is, reward getting, is actually getting admission because college, yeah. because you've got thousands of kids, thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Yeah that will apply, that all have fantastic grades, mm-hmm. that all have, you know, some, some great characteristics that, that other universities may accept, but still only 2% of the people that apply gain, gain admission. Yeah. And, 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 and if you're super, super academic and you've been admitted into a very, very academic school, yeah. then uh, like you said, the reward is, is, is that you've been accepted. Yeah. Not, not that you're going to get any academic scholarship for that. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, the, that's not to say that there aren't some phenomenal schools out there that may have lower standards of entry that, that cater to a lot of students. You're going to get high achieving students uh, as well as, you know, sort of their minimum yeah. achieving students. Yeah. And if let's say that they require a 2.5 GPA and a 1000 SAT score, which really isn't that bad. No, like that's, that's not difficult, but you're a, a 3.5 student with a 1300 SAT score. You're above the curve, so you're yeah. going to get academic scholarship for that. Yeah. And, and again, the way to lock that in is to to officially apply and and, and do all that, which we'll, we'll I touch imagine on in just a second. We're going to yeah, get into exactly. But um, okay, let's say we've we found a few schools um, that we can get into academically. In order to find out what academic scholarship you may be eligible for, I'm guessing there's uh, sort of different uh, things on their website that you can go and look at. But how do you actually? I guess, understand what you may be, may be eligible for. Yeah. So you can, like, if, if you're an athlete that's speaking with a coach, all right, like they're, they're, they're going to be able to help you through this as, as, as well as if yeah. you're, if you're just speaking with the admissions department, they're going to be able to help you to understand what you mm. may be able to qualify for. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's an estimate at that point until you've actually applied and, and, and it's been evaluated. But um, <clears throat> typically on, on most schools in their admissions section of their website, um, you know, or under their scholarship section of their website, there's going to be, they're, they're going to talk about their scholarship matrix. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that's, that's, so I guess the, the American term for it is the yeah. scholarship matrix. Um, and, and ultimately it's going to tell you, you know, based on whether you're a first year incoming international student or a transfer student, um, you know, what sort of scholarships are available for those types of those students, types of students yeah. as well as sort of a tiered uh, explanation of if you are, you know, 4.0 and 1400 SAT, then you qualify for the maximum president scholarship of yeah. blank dollars. Yeah. All right. If you're 
3.0 to 3.9 with a 1200 plus you're going to get uh the treasurer scholarship yeah. of x dollars yeah. and, and and if you're a you know 2.5 uh to a 3.1 and you've got a, a 1100 sat or something like Basically, they're going to group them together. It's all going to be clearly outlined yeah, it's, on, it's, on their scholarship and, page on, on the website. Right. Uh, and most schools will have, have this up there. So you can look and you can, again, it doesn't mean it's official and that's exactly what you're going to receive. It just means that's sort of, I guess, the area and, and what you could receive. Right. And, uh, and also, too, like application. there's a sliding scale. Yeah. So let's say that your, your SAT is in one category, <laughs> but your grade point average is in a lower category. Your SAT can pull your GPA up to the next level of academic scholarship. Yeah. Um, vice versa. Like if, if your GPA is high, but your SAT is low and, and, and they're sitting in two different sections of the matrix, mm-hmm. then your GPA can pull your SAT, your SAT score, score up. up. Yep. So, so again, like there's all different ways to do it. And, and again, like you, everything that they, that you speak about with someone and, and they tell you about the scholarship matrix and what you could potentially receive is all an estimate until you've actually applied. Which is what we'll get into now. So right. really the only way you can know exactly what kind of academic scholarship you're eligible to receive is actually is by applying to the, the institution and, and supplying the admissions department with the, the correct documents. And uh, the first thing you'll do is, is complete an online application form, yep. uh, which, again, will be instructed uh, by your coach. Yeah, and uh, that, that essentially just registers all your personal details, yep. um, your academic details, where you went to school, um, it, it, it really registers your details with the institution, yeah. uh, and, and then you'll be prompted by the admissions department to then supply um, further information. Further so. information, and, and that further information includes your official your official SAT. grade reports. Yeah, yeah, official grade reports from year nine through grade twelve. So transcripts, but they also need to be signed, stamped, sent directly from your high school. Yeah, you can't just email them through and then like. Yeah, here's my grade reports. No, they need to be prepared in a particular way, which yep. you know your school administrator needs to, to to essentially prepare those for you on school letterhead. Mm-hmm. So half yearly and yearly from nine through twelve, or from nine through thirteen if you're in New Zealand, yep. um, the the school official stamps each semester report, places those into an envelope, seals the envelope, signs the seal or stamps the seal uh, to where when you're supplying your grade reports to the college, they're receiving a sealed envelope that hasn't been tampered with photoshopped or anything like that. Right. And it hasn't been altered. Right. And, and look, some schools, uh, that, that have a good international department are able to open those up, calculate your grade point average internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then use that to, to look at GPA. What some schools may do if they're unfamiliar with Grade reports is require re- you to go through organizations like WES or yeah. the other one, Incred. Yeah, so they'll they'll ask you to go through a third party mm-hmm. credential evaluation company, yeah. um, like World Education Services or Educational Credential Evaluators (ECE). Um, there's Incred. I mean, there's a handful of them that are ultimately NASIS approved, yeah. and yeah. NASIS is the National Association of Credential Evaluation Services. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, and then, and then that company will do an official assessment of your GPA and, mm-hmm. and provide that report to the university. Yep. And then that's what they'll use in addition to having your official SAT or ACT scores that have been provided by college board either the or, college board or yeah, the ACT. ACT. Yep. Um, Other things like proof of financials, you'll be asked to, to yeah. supply those as well as a copy of your passport. And uh, some schools may have particular things that they require 
uh, specific to them as well. So SAT, ACT results, cumulative GPA, proof of financials, passport, uh, obviously your online application, um, but transcripts yep. obviously really important as well. And, and it's and it's basically when they receive all of those documents yep. and they're happy with what they've seen, that they then provide you with an official acceptance, a letter of acceptance, as well as a letter of offer mm-hmm. in, in terms of the financial aid side of things. So they're, you know, they'll say, look, our total cost is $30,000 a year. Yep. Um, you've qualified for our president scholarship of $10,000 right away. Yep. So then you know that just through academics alone, you've knocked $10,000 off the cost. And that, and then instead of 30, you're now at 20,000. Yep. Uh, and, and then comes the athletic component. Yeah. Well, really that comes first because you're prompted to, to go through the application process from the, uh, from the, the coach after speaking with them. Cause you wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't apply for a school if you're not going to go there and, and compete anyway. So Right, um, yeah. With, with all being, like everything that's involved in the application process, yeah. like you, you only want to do that once. Yeah. You know, maybe twice, yeah. all right, with two schools that you're toying up against. So again, it, it is in those conversations that you have with, with a coach where you know, they, they help you to understand the type of money that you're going to be able to qualify for academically. Yeah. They're going to talk to you about the, the sort of athletic budget that they have, if they have an athletic budget, mm-hmm. um, and, and ultimately putting both academic and athletic money together, where in terms of a roundabout figure, yeah. that that's going to leave the total expenses left to you and your family. Yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's when you're happy with that number that you, you then go to lock it in. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, and, and by locking it in, that yeah. means going through all the necessary process to yeah. officially apply and gain admission. And, and then once you've gained admission, your academic scholarship is certain. Yep. Uh, and, and then that's when a coach can, can then officially present you with a national letter of intent yep. that, that ultimately locks in the athletic side where it's available. Exactly, which we're going to touch on in the next, oh. in the next segment. And how about that? So that's Crazy how segue, that works. But, um, look, you can get a very basic understanding of academic scholarship and what you may be eligible for without applying for the school. Uh, like I said, you can look on their website, but you just looking on their website and saying, oh, yeah, I, I think I, I'm, I'm here and I will receive X amount of dollars. Um, that doesn't work. You need to actually apply uh, to the institution, supply them with all the documentation that they require. Uh, that's the only way that you can lock in or, or understand exactly what type of academic scholarship you're going to receive. Um, but the next segment we're going to talk about is speaking with coaches and going through the athletic component and component and how to to actually lock in an, an athletic scholarship so um yeah stay tuned next segment is uh is all about athletic scholarship so we just spoke about academic scholarship and how you can confirm academic scholarship and, and understand what what sort of academic scholarship you're, you're eligible for and, and how much you, you can receive uh, athletic scholarship is the next uh, the next topic that we're going to cover. Um, now, athletic scholarship is at the complete discretion of of a coach. Uh, it's their choice whether or not to scholarship an athlete or not, uh, and how much they're they're willing to scholarship uh, scholarship that athlete. It's not you saying, "Yep, I want to go to this school. I'm good enough. I'll, t- I'll take I a scholarship, scholarship, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a scholarship." Doesn't work like that. It's at the complete discretion of of the coach of that particular program. Um, and it is a little bit more difficult. As we've mentioned in previous podcasts, it's a little bit more difficult to, to receive an athletic scholarship 
in your first year. Um, and we've spoken about that in, in previous podcasts, but it, it's still certainly possible. Certainly. Um, so we'll talk about locking in athletic athletic scholarships. So uh, let's start with the initial stages of communicating with the coach, and we'll build up to sort of locking in that in that scholarship offer and uh, or confirming an athletic scholarship. Right. So as you mentioned, yes, certainly a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, and and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but Again, let's say that you, you've got a list of schools yep. that you're interested in. You, you've, you've done you know, the research. You're academically eligible. You're not, you, athletically, you're, you're eligible. You, you're, you seem to have found a, a, the, the right sort of standard of play. You, yep. um, you've done some research on the cost aspect of the college, and, and you're comfortable uh, with, with where they're at and what you could potentially gain from uh, the academic side. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, you, you've, you've got a web profile and you know, you've got video footage and you've got everything that you need to, sent that to, yeah, to, to generate yeah. that. And, and so, you know, <coughs> essentially, after you've built that list, then you know, you're, you're sending your information to coaches. Yeah. Um, and and the, the thing is, is that you have to have thick skin in, in this. And we've talked about that plenty of times because yeah. th- there's a lot of times that you're going to hear no. A lot of coaches aren't going to be interested in you after looking through everything. Right. They're and, going to say no, and you need to be prepared to hear that. And, and look, I think what we do for, for our NSR athletes is is keep you pretty sheltered from that. Yeah. You, you know, like we, we, we hear, from... yeah, like we hear no, and and it's not until we hear yes that that we really share with you, you know, the, 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 opportunity. the opportunity, because yeah. it, it's, it sometimes sucks to hear no. Yeah. Um, but, but if you're going at this on your own, like, you need to have thick skin and understand that there, there's any number of reasons why a coach may or may not want to recruit you. And, and if it may just be that they're not interested in you. They yeah. don't, they don't think that, that you're good enough for their program. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be that they're not recruiting someone in your position or, or within your role for that given year. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they may just, you know, have have already given offers out to other athletes and, and, positions and don't have any positions available. But yeah. if they did, they they would be interested. You know, yeah. so it's there's a lot of things there, and, and you got to have thick skin, and and, and you just got to keep rolling with it until yeah. you've been able to generate you've got, some you've real got interest. A good batch of schools where the coach is actually interested in you, and, and again, you you're academically eligible, you're athletically eligible. Uh, the the school is at an affordable range um, after. You've sort of sat down with your family and yeah. you, you understand your budget and your financial capabilities. So, um, so let's say you put together, you know, a list of a hundred potential possibilities. Yep. And and this is realistic, right? Like I'm I'm genuinely talking from my own personal experience, experience of, yeah. of promoting athletes every year. Like a hundred schools. Let's say that you get three of them hmm. that that are interested, or or, or, or let let's say you get five of them. Yeah. That, that that come back to you and they say that yep, we're potentially interested in, in bringing you in. Yeah. Um, but the, the first thing in that conversation, all you hear is, oh, yeah, yeah, we're interested in you. Just just go online and apply. Um, go to our website. Apply yeah, to the institution. Go, apply to the school. We'll, 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 talk, we'll talk to you in a little, you know, we'll talk to you down the track a little bit. I need a little red flag or something. Yeah, re- red, red flag. flag. Red flag. Red flag. Like if, if a coach that's genuinely interested in you is, is going to set up a time to chat with you, talk to you, learn more about you, allow you to ask questions. Yep. Um, and and do all of that before they tell you to Asking just go to apply, go and yeah. apply. If the first thing they tell you to do is go apply on yep, the school's yep. website, is, we're interested. Go apply. Yeah, I'll talk. To, yeah, chances like, are the coach is not interested. Right, and and, um, and that should be sort of put 
on the back burner. Yeah. Because if they were genuinely interested, they would they would show genuine interest. Yeah. And and you you'll find in this process that there are a lot of coaches that that go about things in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, they the, the say like I, I see it both ways. Like it could be a, a very big red flag, or it could be you know a a test in a sense. Yeah. Like, are you genuinely interested in this school, yeah. or are you just like every other kid that tells me they're interested and yeah. isn't prepared to do what's necessary to actually get here? Yeah, exactly. So, so the the biggest thing is that you know you you're persistent. Yeah. You know, like you, you're persistent in your efforts, and you're in, and you're persistent in your communication. Uh, but ultimately, what you really want to look for is that good group of two or three schools uh, that 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 show a genuine interest. Interest. Yeah. You know, they they want to set up a time to speak with you and your family. They want uh, to to learn more about your background. They they want to to get you on Skype or get you on Facetime yeah. or and, and they're they're good about communication back and forth. They're not just hey go apply. And and that's the yeah. last you hear of them, and then yeah. you're like, "Ooh, I think I got one here." Yeah. Um, so let, let's say you have that genuine interest then from from the two or three, even four schools and, and coaches. What sort of questions, or you know, what are they going to be asking you, the athlete, and what should you, the athlete, be asking the the coach? Again, we're, within the back of your mind, I guess, thinking about locking in scholarship. Yeah. So you want to. You want to tread around the topic of scholarship <laughs> at first, right? Like, like you, you don't want to, to ju- the first thing that comes out of your mouth be like, well, how much are you going to scholarship me? How All much right? scholarship can I, can I receive? Yeah, yeah how, like, you know, that, that question, I'll tell you from my experience as a coach. It's a like, red flag for the coach. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, well, you, you're not coming here for the right reasons because all you care about is, is, is the scholarship component. Yeah. Um, if, if that's your only question for me, not about how well you're going to fit into my program or, and, and, and what's a training, you know, pre- preparing yourself for, for that, that conversation and, and, you know, you showing a genuine interest in, in our program and me before you're showing a genuine yeah. interest in what scholarship I'm going to give you. Yeah. Because, because the reality is you have to remember that you as an international student, you haven't done anything. Like you, you are not deserving of anything because you haven't proved anything. Yeah. Like you, you may be, great from whatever country that you come from and this is the same for any international student in any country of the world when looking at the u.s like like what makes you believe that you're deserving of something more more deserving of a scholarship than someone who has put in time energy and effort that's already already in the states yeah you you know but but at the end of the day like coaches want they they, you know in the schools that do have athletic scholarship they're going to try and do the best that they can for everybody uh, and, and, and they're ultimately going to try and spread their budget as far as possible. So yeah. w- when, you, when you first start speaking with a coach, you, you don't want to ask straight away about scholarship. You let that sort of naturally become a part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, or you try and uh, allow them to bring it up first. Uh, right. So one thing that, uh, again, as Matt said, the initial conversation is really just general conversation, asking questions about the program, um, the, the past season, facilities, class schedules, all that kind of stuff. Just general information about the school. The coach will ask you about yourself as well. Goals, and, aspirations. And look, if you, if you watch Coach to Coach, yeah. The, yeah, the, the show that we've got, like you can see in, in, the, in the first episode, Coach Olsen says, you know, the, the biggest thing that he looks for in a potential recruit <clears throat> and, and what makes him then want to scholarship a recruit is when they go into that conversation prepared. Yeah. You, you know, like they, they've, they've looked at the website, they've researched a little bit about the school and they've gone in 
to that conversation with a good understanding with, of with a decent understanding of the opportunity and and you know like you're putting your best self forward and 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 they're putting their best self forward to represent their program and 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 hopefully as communication continues mm-hmm. then you know everything comes together to to essentially get to the point of you know talking money yeah exactly um, because that's the thing once you have a decent idea about the program and 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 you get a good feel from the coach and you feel that does he want you does he not chances are the 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 question that you're going to get is well you know what is your budget yeah and the key is to to follow up like continuously follow up until until you hear a question like that what is your budget how much can you spend uh and then through uh as we said assuming you understand your financial capabilities and your budget you'll send the coach your budget uh, and that will then give him or her a, a decent understanding of sort of what you can what you can spend and what he or she can do uh, in order to make costs more affordable. If your budget is a little bit under um, <clears throat> under the I guess the, the total cost of the school, but um, that's a question that you should be you should be looking out for. Yeah, and and look, don't be alarmed when a coach asks you what what can you afford. Yeah. Because the reality is like... And don't say, I can't afford anything. I can, I, I can, can only, only afford a full scholarship. I can only afford a full scholarship. Well, so you can't afford anything. Yeah. And, and like, because that, that you'll stop the conversation. It'll yeah. be like, well, look, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, very few places will do that for a first-year student. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe for someone that's, that's been there and earned it. Yeah. Uh, but, but for a first-year student, very, very difficult to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you're going to get a full scholarship. Like I said, it, it happens with us every year, depending on the sport, depending on the athlete. Yeah. But the, the vast majority of students entering into the U.S. system for the first time are not on full scholarship. Yeah. Um, so understanding that, that having a budget is important um, and, and understanding that, you know, again, you know, you've, you've done the research, you've thought about it and, and thought what you can genuinely contribute overall. And, and, and let's say that you spoke with a coach and you said, hey, well, we'll look, I think a lot of families are nervous when it comes to this conversation as well, yeah, because yeah. you don't want to say too much. And, and then, oh, you know, you say too much and then that's all that they give you. And that, or they give you nothing because you're, you can afford Because you can afford so, in full. Yeah, yeah, like whatever it is, you know, you can, you can go in and say, well, well look, be, be transparent and be honest. And, and, and I think a coach is going to be really accepting of that. Like, you know, let's say that, that you can afford up to 15,000 US a year. What I would do is I'd say, look, you know, we're, we're trying to find the best financial deal possible. Um, with the mentality that if if need be, we, we're we're able to spend anywhere between sort of ten and fifteen thousand. Like, and and ultimately, if the if the coach can meet that budget, <laughs> yeah. you know, again, let's say that you you have that conversation, you talk about your academics. I'll use that same example. Okay, thirty thousand dollars a year. This school is, and and you know, you've talked about it, and with your GPA and your SAT, he knows that you can qualify for about ten. Mm-hmm. All right, then if if let's say that he can match that 10 then then essentially it's combining the academic and with athletic. with the athletic to paying. give you 20,000 in scholarship and you're left paying $10,000 a year for everything for for your tuition and fees your room and board yeah. your sporting expenses and and that right there ladies and gents is that's really good time to lock it in <laughs> that's like if you get for a first year student if you take a $30,000 a year school yeah. and you're able to get it anywhere within a range that that's affordable to you and 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 we tell every family between 10 and 15,000 is what you need to be prepared to pay some families can pay a little bit more than that and and the more that you open it up the more potential options that you've got but 
But, but again, understanding that being transparent about your budget is going to help you yep. to lock in a scholarship because that coach will, will be able to honestly sit there and say, well, I can either help you or, or, or I can't. Like yep. there's no way based on what, what we've got that, that I can get you anywhere near that. And, and if that's the answer that you get, then you move on. Exactly. On to the next one. Exactly. Just keep, yeah. keep, keep going. And after, after speaking with your, the coach and building a bit of a relationship um, with him or her, talking about the financials uh, and the opportunity it, it itself, if, if you are interested and the coach wants to bring you on, the next step, uh, they'll, they'll direct you to the, the online application page, which is right. what we spoke about just before. Right. And, and that's where... You know, it's that application process where you can, again, like you said, let's say that you're happy. You've, you've, you've had a couple different conversations. You've followed up your communication. You've stayed in contact. You know, your parents have been able to ask questions and feel comfortable. You, you know, and, and, and let's say that based on the, the projected academic and athletic figures, that it's going to leave you in a range that, that's, that's affordable. Yeah. Like that, then it's up to you to then make the decision, yep. Let's do it. And, and the coach will, will be basically be on the same page and say, all right, well, to get this finalized and to get this going, uh, I need you to get cranking through the application process. Okay. And even after the online application process, that doesn't mean it's locked in. It doesn't mean you've 100% committed to that school because you can apply to... You can apply to multiple you schools. You can apply to multiple schools. It's not until after application they've received everything. They've said, yep, you're accepted into the institution. This, well, the, this, this is what you're going to receive. But the thing is too, right? Like, uh, again... Uh, coach experience here <laughs> yeah. right kid you have a bunch of great conversations with with a with a student mm. and, and family and and it, everything looks like it's going to be yeah. great and, and then you direct them to the online application and then they just disappear Nothing and happens but... yeah like they they, they take entirely too long to to actually do things and 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 then ultimately you know you feel a bit gutted by that because it's like oh well i thought you were keen and you know, so so again, when it comes to being directed to an application process, especially for a school that you're interested in, to be prompt on it, yeah, like yeah, like quick. get working through things and 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 continue to show like your keenness for that opportunity by by getting through the application process, which is what we spoke about before, which is why a lot of the time coaches will say straight away, "Yep, interested? Just go to the online application page, fill that out." Uh, a lot of the time, it's can cost anywhere from 100 to $200 even to, to fill out an online application form for a school. Um, the coach knows that, what, 90% of kids that are interested are just going to drop off. Yeah, they'll, they'll, fill out they'll the do the initial application, maybe, and then, then it comes and to then done. gathering all that additional stuff and, stuff and yeah. like all, how much legwork that it takes and this and that. Like, yeah, dropped off. And, and look, you know, school school still got 100 bucks off you exactly. for, for the application. <laughs> yeah. So, so whether it's a completed application or a failed application or whatever it is, like, you know, there's still a gain to, to be made there. But, but, but again, what you want to do is as soon as you've, you've made a, a good connection, you feel good about something, you, you start working through the process diligently. You update your coach each and every step of the way so that yep. he knows or she knows that Very you're important. working through things. Yep. Uh, you, you keep that connection. Um, Continue and, to build the relationship. Yeah, with keep the growing the relationship. Yeah. And, and then, you know, again, by working diligently through that process, all right, by, by showing that coach, yep, I'm keen, I'm coming, this is what I want, and, and you, you, you smash through it. By the time that you get to the point of being accepted to the college, that, that coach may sit back and say, well, look, when we were first talking, this is all that I could do for you. Uh, but because a few other kids have, have, haven't shown what I needed them to show me and you have, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump your money up a, a little, little bit more. more. Yeah. And, and then, look, 
we're, we're going to give you your national letter of intent, let you lock that scholarship in. And, and, and essentially, that is the, the only way that you've officially locked in an athletic scholarship is, is, by signing. Is, is by signing a letter of intent, an LOI, or what, what they call a national letter of intent, an NLI. Same thing, different names. And depending you can't on who sign, you can't sign multiple LOIs. No, not, you can't sign multiple LOIs. You can only commit officially on paper to one program. And as soon as you sign that LOI... Communication with all other schools. Your stops. scholarship is guaranteed to you. Yeah. Um, but but you, are, you are 100% committed on paper to that school. You can't communicate with any other coach another coach can't re- recruit you and and you know can't poach you yeah. now give you a better offer because yeah. you've officially signed your letter of intent and and that is how you lock in an athletic scholarship that's how you lock in an athletic scholarship and even then after signing the the LOI or your letter of intent you're not it's done it's still not yeah it's not locked in uh, because there's still the visa application process after that continuously following up with the coach in the school until you receive an I20 Booking flights. Um, there's there's still a lot that needs to be needs to be done after after that as well. So it's just not it's not locked in. I guess your scholarship's well, locked in. Look, but you, you've locked, in terms of you, heading You've over. done as much as you can yeah. to lock in both the academic component yeah. through your application as well as signing your national letter of intent from the athletic component. You you have a, a crystal clear idea of exactly how much money that you're yeah. going to be getting from the school that, <laughs> that's going to take your costs yeah. from. You know, again, just an example: thirty thousand down to ten thousand, but you still have to get there to receive. You that. still have to get there. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you don't um, make it, they're not just going to send you a twenty thousand dollars check in the mail. And, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like you, you can't. Yeah, you can't cash that in for, for, for money. No. Um, look, if something comes up and you've done all these things and and you actually can't make it to the college, yeah. Um, you know, and and the season starts and you aren't there and you're not enrolled, then everything is null and void. Uh, you start again from scratch, and and you you you're on you know in pursuit uh, of of other places where you can get both academic and athletic money. And with every single promotional cycle, every single year, with every single collegiate program, the needs of a program will change. change yeah. Um, the and amount of scholarship they can supply to an athlete will change based on athletes graduating or finishing yeah. up, yeah. money going back into the budget. Literally every single. 12 month recruiting cycle is is different um and and that's where you know it's very complex and it's always changing it's always changing rankings are always changing because they're recruiting new athletes uh it's really an an awesome sort of system and the way it works and um (laughs) again there's so many different variables that come into play when locking in a scholarship offer or or finding opportunities in the states because uh all the opportunities you may find in one year if you need to defer your entry year all of that could change. Yeah, let, let's say that you know you've gone through that whole process. Yeah, uh, you you know you've applied and and you know you've got a, a, an athletic scholarship and and then again something happens and, and you need to defer your opportunity. There there is the possibility that that opportunity could still be there the following year. Yeah, but there's also just as much of an opportunity that that it's not, it's not like yeah. like if if you you know again you, you got to take it from the coach's standpoint and that they're recruiting kids from all over the world like. If if they put in all that time and actually didn't get you there, they're going to be a little bit Skip more reserved, <laughs> yeah, to, to put in all that time again to, to try and get the you there. Year. If you didn't, if they already did that once, yeah. and and it didn't work out, yeah. um, I might just go down to the local high school and uh, get, yeah, get look, a local kid, or or I'm gonna I'm gonna give another international kid a shot, yeah, an um, exactly. and and see how it goes. But yeah. but again, for all of you there, 
there, there is so much ever like that is always changing in, in, in the in the world of college recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, locking in scholarships, you know, academically is is pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, it, it's either you have the grades and you have the SATs, or you don't. Yeah. The, the school offers it, or or or, or they don't. Yeah. Um, and, and and you can really check that the the athletic component is is not in your control whatsoever. Yeah. Um, how much scholarship that you feel that you should get, where you should get it from, none of that matters at all. Yeah. And and it is completely out of your hands when it comes to athletic scholarship awards. Yeah. Uh, and 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 again. With every recruiting cycle, that's something that changes, which is why we stay we stay busy. Yeah, all right. It's, no, it's we a, have no choice but to stay. Busy. No, it's contacting schools, contacting coaches, yeah. constantly speaking with them three, four, five times throughout one particular recruiting cycle to see how their needs change. What they were looking for yeah. in August is completely different to what they're looking for in December to what they're looking for in March and what they're looking for in May, yeah. right? Like, and, and they could have had zero money available in October, yeah. but by March, they freed up a bunch of money because of maybe players that are currently in the program on scholarship have decided to go elsewhere. Like, there's just... And then there's rules and regulations within different divisions oh. that are changing every year. Uh, for example, in the NJCAA a few years ago, they only allowed... I think it was for like two years. They only allowed you were only allowed to recruit four internationals. Four internationals on an entire roster of thirty-five players. You know, which is gone now. You can recruit as many yeah, as now you that, want. But, exactly. Um, there's there's things like that that we have to stay on top of as well. But one thing I wanted to touch on quickly before we end is the academic scholarship. We had a question uh, come up in the office this week. It was after my first year, how do I apply for for more academic scholarship or my academic scholarship in in the second year to make sure I. I maintain that. Well, it's sort of an automated automated thing. So at the end of the year, end of the semester, your results will be um, processed in the admissions with, with admissions. Um, and if you've lifted your GPA and you're at that next sort of tier, it'll automatically sort of change over. And instead of paying X amount, the, the next year you may be paying a little bit less. Right. Um, so it's sort of an automatic automated changeover. Again, you don't have to reapply or, or anything like that. Yeah, every school's different. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So you, again, you can't use that one answer to encompass Everything. all all the schools in the United States. You know, if if you do better in your grades, that you're going to get more, more. scholarship. Like it, it's it all specific depends. to each institution. Yeah. Every institution will determine. You know, can you increase your academic scholarship year by year by year? Well, mm-hmm. if you, if you know, if they do allow that and your grades continue to improve, then you'll increase your scholarship. If they don't allow it, then that's the scholarship Set that you get. Each year, yeah. Right. The, the athletic side of things, we, we do get that question quite a bit. That was a really good hmm. point. Like, what happens in my second year? Like, do I have to reapply for a scholarship for that? <laughs> yeah. Typically, no. Like, if, if you're committed to going back to the same school, then automatically the scholarship that you're, you're currently on, as long as you've you've kept your grades up, you've stayed out of trouble, you've, you've been a good, you know, a, a good person to have in, involved in that program. Worst case scenario, your, your scholarship just rolls over and, and you same. keep the exact same deal the following year. Yeah. Best case scenario, after your first year, you have a, you have a player coach meeting. He, he sees that you've put in the, the, the best effort. You've been great. Uh, he knows that he's got four or five kids leaving the next year. That's going to bring more money back in. And, and what coaches are going to do first before they give new money to new students is reward the kids that are in the program already who have done the right thing, put in the work, yeah. and, and, and he wants to keep them involved. Uh, so, so, again, awarding 
more athletic scholarship is always possible with within each year. Yeah. Again, not every school. You can't you can't like put that, yeah. every school in, in into that category. Some every schools, division, every institution is is different. Is a hundred percent different. Same schools that are the exact same with the, the scholarships no. they offer athletically or academically. Um, so, it, as Matt said, it's an ever-changing sort of thing as well. A school may change their, their entire scholarship matrix from one year to the next. Um, so it's something that obviously we need to stay on top of. But we will wrap it up there. Uh, it's a, been a good been a good episode. Hopefully, everyone has learned something, taken something away. So the only way that you la- can the only way in- to lock in a scholarship is is to one generate that great relationship with a coach. Get to the point of, 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 of being offered an amount that, that you feel is going to help you meet your financial expectations. Yep. Uh, and, and the only way to actually physically lock it in is, is to apply and gain admission to the college from the academic component. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that's complete, you can then sign a national letter of intent that locks in the athletic component where it's available. Because some schools will just give great academic funding. Yeah. Um, you won't sign an, a national letter of intent for a school that doesn't Offer. have athletic scholarship, yep. but there's still plenty of great scholarship packages that aren't athletically based. Yep. <laughs> um, so again, every school is different. Which we spoke about in the last episode. That's what we Go did. Go back to episode 34. We speak all about scholarships in, in great detail. So That's it. Um, <clears throat> this episode was about locking in scholarship offers. Last episode was about scholarships in in general so there you and go. how to increase your percentage of scholarship so but then the only way to get that scholarship <laughs> is to get there is to get there you got to get there yeah all right you got to get through your visas you got to get through your plane tickets you got to get through your transport you got to <clears throat> nsr athletes don't stress obviously this exactly. is all taken care of we, we help you with everything exactly we're walking you through each and every step of that process but if you're going at this on your own there's a lot to think about and a lot uh, to, to plan for and a lot to prepare for yep. and a lot to do. Yep. Um, UNSR kids, like you got a little bit easier. There's still a bit of legwork to do, but yep. at least you have clear cut black and white direction guidance through all the way through the process. But yep. um, but again, Jacob, it's been it's been great. Been another good episode. It's been we'll be great back. being here again. We'll be back next week. Uh, what, what topic should we cover next week? We'll leave it up to you guys. <laughs> Feedback. You, you tell us. Feedback. What do you want us to talk about next week? There you go. So send us an email. Give us some feedback. Show notes will be available. Um, we're always open open to suggestions for, for podcast episodes and topics. So feel free to shoot them through to me. Uh, but we'll be back next week for episode 36. Ooh. Getting closer and closer to 50. That's it. And let, we'll, we'll continue to see if I keep dropping kilos. Dropping kilos. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable right now, though. Yeah. You're yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Okay, good. Like... like <clears throat> Down to to a good range. Yeah. Like if I go any lower than this, like I'm, then I'm gonna have to work harder to maintain it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's up up for discussion. It's up for discussion. The fact of the matter is that I feel great, and I promised it to you ten episodes ago, and I followed through. There you go. And you're gonna keep going. That's it. All I'm right. Gonna keep going. Thanks, guys. We'll Bye, see guys. You next week.